Hey guys, and welcome to On Wednesdays We Were Pink. Today we're talking about our romantic histories and the films and pop culture that helped shape those. And we had so much to talk about this week that we actually had to split the episode into two parts instead of cutting a lot of things out. So the one that you're about to listen to right now is part one of our romantic histories, and you can stay tuned next week for the conclusion, part two. We get a little bit in depth about our relationships and <laughs> sexual history, so you know what? Moms, go ahead and tune out. For the rest of you, please enjoy. <laughs> Why do you have to say that? I'm Josiah Rizzo. I'm Benji Jones. And on Wednesdays, we, we wear, wear pig. Benji? Yes? Benji. What? Benji. Say my name again and I'll hit you. <laughs> <laughs> How often do you download and delete dating apps off your phone? Um, oh gosh. Okay, so. Uh... I will say I've had a lot of dating apps in my life, and usually, yep. uh, I I only stick with a certain few that I keep, mm-hmm. or that I'll keep for a while, and then delete and redownload the same ones, and then I'll try different ones along the way that I usually never like. <laughs> um, I have deleted and redownloaded Grinder about three thousand times from eighteen to now. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Was that? Was that it? What? Was that the first reference that you've ever made on our show that's actually going to make it through? Uh, maybe. I Because <laughs> everything else accidentally gets on. Accidentally gets deleted. Yeah. I guess that's probably a good place to start then. Well, I'm Benji and I am a homosexual. And I'm Josiah Rizzo and I'm straight. And on Wednesdays, we, for some reason, we went pink. We went pink because the plastics told us to. Yep. Um, <laughs> this is a pop culture podcast where we talk about... Um, Film and media and everything else and the impact that it's leaving or has left on our lives and today Sorry mom and dad. We're gonna talk about our history in the romance department. All right, mom um, Honestly, I don't care if you listen. Just don't let me know that you've heard all of this That's I feel like that's and I (laughs) know I know my parents listen to every single episode yeah. yeah my mom actually i don't think my mom has listened to she's i think she's listening she's to gonna one start with this episode half, right she probably would this would be but also i don't um i Care? don't know how how deep we're gonna go into this so i mean it's let it's because it's not even i'm not gonna be like talking about gross things i'm yeah. just gonna be honest about some things yeah okay you know Let's go. So, yeah, today we're just talking about our romantic histories. Can I say really quickly that I'm a Slytherin today, and I'm going to try to act the part? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. No, you're just wearing... No, you're just wearing... I'm being a Slytherin. Why do you find... Why do you... Why do you always find ways of annoying me? <laughs> Every time I think I got this, I figured, I figured you out. You just do something new. Find a new way. To bother the heck out Get of me. under that skin. Okay, um, go ahead. You said the origin of this. I feel like I'm constantly, well, I'm, I'm, I was raised Christian. I still am Christian, but I feel because I'm such an honest and vulnerable person, period. And I'm, I am learning how to be a lot more deliberate and a lot more protective of my vulnerability and just being, um, setting boundaries that only certain people <clears throat> get to know the real me and kind of the real thought process. Whereas like before I'm pretty word vomity. I, I use my honesty and my, my sincerity as a, as a means to connect and almost like, almost like it's a credit card, like a cash, what hasn't been paid yet in terms Mm -hmm. of relationships. I'm like, here, you get to have all this information about me 
um, even though you really haven't earned it. So I am. So you treat your like you treat people as if they are a real life apps where you're like, you yeah. can have my location, my phone number, all of this information. You can have access to my yep. phone and my multiple accounts, even though I haven't even downloaded you yet. Sure. <laughs> but I, um, even though I am growing a lot more diligent and a lot more um, protective over me, I did want to kind of like, I f- just felt like we should do this episode. We should talk about where we're at, what it's like for, for two Christian men um, in the romance department, how pop culture kind of um, affected that. And honestly, I'm just, I just want to be real. Like yeah. kind of in a weird way, since I'm moving on from this part of my life, this is almost going to be a cathartic like way to put it to bed. Way to put it to bed. And if anyone asks, I can just go, just listen to that episode. Just watch <laughs> Honestly, the, watch the video. Because from this moment on, like, I'm going to be making some changes and there's just certain things I'm just not going to want to talk about anymore. Yeah. But, you know, it's out there. Let's just talk about it. So um, you're going to refer your wife to this video? No, like she gets like, oh, honey. So, like, what have, what have you been doing in your dating life before you met me? And you just be like, oh, oh. <laughs> pink podcast. Why don't we start off? I'll I'll have a question that'll start kick this off. What's the first crush you remember having? Um, CC Williams in third grade. Oh. Actually, I think maybe Michaela Dickerson, but she didn't like me back. That bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That raging Cajun bitch. She's not Cajun. Was she Cajun? She was a Cajun. <laughs> Sorry. I, she could have been. I don't Speaking know. of which, um, we're going to be talking from personal experience uh, by no means. I'm very aware that a lot of the stories we're going to be telling might. It's going to be very insightful to how we viewed certain people, you know, in the past. Like, uh-oh. at least at, at least in my case. <laughs> I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> no, no, I was like, at least in my case, I know that my views on women have changed significantly okay. in the past, I mean, hell, 10 years. Yeah. Um, and if we're going to go far back, it'll just be interesting. Um, my first crush was, that I am aware of, it was this little girl that I was homeschooled growing up. We've mentioned that. And I went to this thing called- Oh, your sister? Gross. Shut you the hell up. You didn't go anywhere. So, uh, <laughs> I should clarify because that did kind of sound weird. <laughs> Homeschool groups are still a thing. We still have school and it's not always in the home. Wait, really? So figure that one out. Oh, I actually didn't know that. Yeah, we were part of a homeschool group and it was called the Master's Kids, Master being God. Um, and there sounds, was this- That's just a little bit culty. I know. <laughs> there was this cute little girl. Um, do not remember what her name was, but I did recently reach out to her on Facebook like a year ago. And you still don't remember her name? I'm sorry. Like, I haven't seen my the two girls that I just mentioned since I was in third grade, and I will <laughs> never forget their names. One of them moved to Ohio. Oh, wow. I'm actually not sure how true that is. But this girl was, um, she looked a lot like one of my biggest crushes in Texas, but she was Fallon. Are you just like name dropping? Are no. we just gonna do that? Yeah. No, no, no. It's like it's like I just know you can cut it out, but I was like, whatever. Yeah. No, she was cute. She was quiet. She looked like she could. Li- she was like very smart. Apparently, my mom said that I was very instantly attracted to girls who were intelligent. Yeah. Uh, this girl apparently at the age of like three was playing the violin like a champ. And so you were like, oh. um. But what was interesting? What they one of my other best friends was a girl who was blonde. Um, a lot more outgoing, a lot more, I don't want to say aggressive, just more outgoing, I guess would be the term. And I wasn't interested in her at all. 
But she was interested in me. And, See, uh, she would have been my type because I always went for the. I still do. I really love outgoing personalities, so yeah. I will always go for that. So that was my first crush. I remember that, and that was hell. I must have been like three or four. Yeah. Oh wow, that was really young. That's why I can't remember her name. Yeah, I was like mine. I think was. I think it was first or second grade. First grade was the first one, but she didn't really like me back. Right. And then the second one was third grade. And we, I kissed her on the cheek on the playground and we dated for like a week or two before she moved away to Ohio. Damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I dated my best friend after that. Nikki, what's up girl? How you doing? How you we're doing still, Nikki? We're still friends. Oh really? Yeah. What's up um, Nikki? <laughs> Uh, yeah, she is my oldest friend in history. Um, and yeah, we dated twice once in, I think, third and then once in fourth, once in fourth and once in fifth or sixth or something like that. Right. Yeah. And she was my first uh, kiss on the lips. Oh, yeah. wait, shit. How old were you? Uh, I don't remember if we kissed in the fourth, fifth or sixth grade. I don't remember. Exactly what is that? The what date. age is that? It Homeschooled, would be sorry. somewhere nine, 10, 11 ish. Damn. I was 16 when my first kiss happened. Well, I mean, I didn't make out with her. We just like did little like, ooh, I like you. So, I mean, yeah, I Wait, said. were you 16 when you had your first like peck on the lips or? It was not a peck. I mean, we kissed. We didn't. We made out without putting our without tongues, tongues. Yeah, without tongues. Okay. But that was like, but you started there. Yeah. Okay. I had not even pecked anyone on my that. first makeout was when I was 18. Okay. So we'll get there. Closer. Close. I know. I, but I'm just saying. So do you, closer. when do you, when did you become aware that you liked people? Cool. Like, cause like crushes, I feel like, cause uh, I had a crush, but it was like, it was more like a fascination thing. Mm-hmm. I liked her, this girl. Um, and I liked being around her, but I wasn't consciously aware of like, I wanted her to be my girlfriend. In fact, I was actually. Oh, oh, kind of a prude back then. Um, I remember one of the vivid memories I had. I remember there was a girl on the, I mean, so you have to understand I was raised Christian and while my parents were not like aggressively misogynistic or like, like, I don't know that culture back then, if women dressed a certain way in the church, it was like, that's being too provocative or that's, Mm -hmm. that's going to invite unwanted stares or like. It's just for even the nicest people, they were going to think like that. They were mm. going to think that, like, if you're a woman, which is unfortunate because it was like they were trained to think that. Right. They were trained to think that way. They were trained to think that if you're a woman, it's your responsibility to keep a man's mind out of the gutter. <laughs> and when I was a kid, I, I remember I saw a girl at some sport event at a high school and her belly button was showing. And I was like, Dad, that's... why is her belly button oh showing? God. I know that's really embarrassing. That's so funny i know and then little did i know that later on you'd be like "Ooh, a belly button what (laughs) did i do it must be christmas (laughs) that's the weirdest thing i've ever heard (laughs) (laughs) when that puberty hits that's disgusting uh Uh, so yeah but when, when was when did it happen for you when the switch went from like oh crush to like oh i like that girl or or in your case boy um, was it which one was it first? So, uh, I so it's a weird progression because it was never, I guess, really like a big, like obviously, like I was a kid, so it was less sexual and more just like you're cute, I'm cute, we have fun together, let's hold hands, kind of thing. Really? Yeah, where it was like it was uh-huh. like I I kissed girls, like I kissed a 
the one girl on the cheek. I kissed right. my other girlfriend at the time. And it was like, it was fun. It was enjoyable. But like, I just, um, I guess my first crush that was really driven by feelings would have been in high school. Hmm. And that was a boy. So really, yeah. And that was kind of the first time because I was raised Christian and I was raised to believe that you don't have sex until you're married. So I all throughout, you know, middle high school was very much like hearing stories about people having sex and like blah, blah, blah. And I understood the fact that like sex is fun. Sex feels good. But I was like, why can't these people just wait? Like, it's not that hard. (laughs) And then it is hard. And that's. (laughs) but then when i got my first real crush i was like oh that's what people are dealing with." oh so up until this point you were oh yeah because i was like i was like i mean girls are cute and all but like who cares right and then (laughs) and then like move forward to like having my first guy crush i was like oh oh wow like that i really i just want to like Okay, that's difficult. There you go. Yeah, so. there you go. <laughs> then that was how old you said high school? How old was that? That was um, seventeen, eighteen, because it was my senior year. Damn, that's yeah. so late. So yeah, well, it takes a while for your brain to realize, like, hey, that thing that you thought you wanted forever, actually, you want the opposite, and you're like, oh, wow. I was like, I was a super prude. I do remember one of my first best friends, and actually, I want to rewind because, like. My first real crush, crush, where it wasn't just like a cute little one that I had as a kid. Um, I was in something called Vacation Bible School. It was out, here in, yes. it was out here in California. It was during the 1999. And I remember that because we were at VBS and one of the um, one of the arts and crafts that they had us do, they laid out a newspaper and the newspaper had the poster of South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. That's how I remember it. Yeah. That's how I remember it. And um, this girl, I had seen her at one VBS. I, I was kind of annoyed. She was a girl. Yeah. And it was like, at that point, you're just like, girls. Ew. Who kisses girls? It's so gay. You know, like, I was not interested in her at all. I was like, no. And then I realized, like, all my friends were always girls. So I was never like that yeah well i was part of that other and it's not that i disliked girls it just was like i wasn't interested in her she was annoying but then she popped up at a smaller vbs Mm -hmm. and i was like oh i recognize you and she's like i recognize you and then we became each other's partners in everything Uh, and to this day i really wish i remember her name her name was either samantha or sarah remember any of their names I just remember the poster on the newspaper Boy, more than right. I remember <laughs> in the year, but you don't remember the name. Well, I'm the opposite. She I, was so she was so much fun. She was like adventurous. She had braces on. They, <laughs> I, I think she was like short hair with like braces short blonde, dirty hair. Mm-hmm. I, she she was like literally. I was like Zach Braff, and she was like the Natalie Portman. It was every manic <laughs> pixie dream girl at the age of. 10 you could ever want uh, not 10 i would have been seven 19, like, I 99 six. would be yeah, seven yeah and because she was just like seven, eight. she would grab my hand like we're gonna do this together we're gonna do that together oh, i was like I love okay that. you know i love when guys do it <laughs> and it was sweet and then i remember missing her that was like one where i just remember uh-huh. like once vbs was over and that high was gone i was like oh I miss Sarah slash Samantha, whatever the oh, hell her name was. That's so sweet. God, that'd be great to like. She po- I remember she popped up again in another VBS later, but it was like mm-hmm. the the high was off, and we yeah. were just like okay friends again. And yeah, 
Oh yeah, yeah. When it comes back, I um my last girlfriend was from summer camp, um and hmm. yeah, it was it was the same thing. So we like it was we were all in summer camp, <laughs> and we I guess we liked each other. Like we thought each other were attractive. We I don't I'm trying to think of what it was really based on, and it was really just looks because there wasn't like a lot of. Like, I mean, she was fun. Like, we enjoyed talking to each other. Right. But, like, I mean, I think we were the only viable options at the camp for was each that other. Like, we were the only, like, age-appropriate, like, oh. looks-appropriate, like, people available at the camp. So wow. I was like, you're hot. And she was like, you're hot. You're hot. And I was like, let's do this. <laughs> and by do this. And what this, was this? Do this. I mean, we took our, we took paddle boats out once and, like, talked oh and you took so, paddle boats out is that what yeah, we're calling it they literally paddle boats we were friendly we were into each other uh there was this other like little kid at the camp who was like nine we were both like 13 or 14 in right. like, seventh grade and he liked her too and he had this like little like lisp he couldn't say his r's <sighs> and he goes i love hole and the three of us are gonna get married and i go the three of us and he <laughs> goes you mean hole we're gonna get married and i was like <laughs> All right, buddy. This is uh, you are not in the same world as me. <laughs> Two's company, right but three's a crowd. <laughs> but um, yeah. So uh, left camp. We kept in contact through letters because apparently, like, her mom wouldn't let her text because that was back when texting actually you had to pay like per message. Um, and oh, her God, mom, I forgot how much younger than me you are. What? We're the same age. <laughs> But like we had to put um I, I had an unlimited plan. But she so we would write letters back and forth. We did about three or four times and then it kind of fell off. And then like she came to visit me once and we went to a rodeo together. Mm. And that was kind of the last time we hung out and then we lost contact and that was it. But I didn't realize until a few years ago actually that during the whole process of us dating, we never kissed once. And I apparently didn't care. So that was mm. kind of one of the other things that I looked back on and was like, I apparently wasn't even that into her. Like, wow. I was like, that's just more confirmation for me that I was like, I guess I really do just like guys because that is something that when you really like somebody that should be probably most of the time at the forefront is like, oh, I really want to kiss them. Like, I want to stop talking. I want to kiss you. you know? <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Let's kiss. Shut up so I can kiss your face. I, yeah. So like if we're going to fast forward, um, in 2001, I moved to, Texas all this time I've never really shown I've shown interesting girls kind of but like I will say though something that was kind of weird looking back on and something that you'll notice is like even if I wasn't sexually active I have always been physically or or just emotionally attached to, say, yeah. to something something that's attainable unattainable never gonna exist like it's just <laughs> I've always in some way or another had my, 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 my sights or my compass pointed to someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, probably from like probably age four or five, I can kind of look back and be like, oh, it, it was a little hazier, but there was always kind of someone I was like, and I might not have known that I was attracted to them, but I was just like, oh, person. Um, Interesting person, fun person. Stay with this person, person, person. So I moved to Texas kind of a prude um i don't understand why people would kiss or have sex or masturbate like <laughs> you're a real prude <laughs> and i um 
Yeah, I didn't understand any of that. Mm-hmm. And then I I joined a youth group. I was the youngest one to join the youth group. I've mentioned that on our Mean Girls episode. Um, because it's weird when you're homeschooled and you're in the you're in church. Like I should have I should have joined when I was like 13, but I ended up joining when I was 14, uh, 12, mm. and all of my friends were like 13, 14, 15. all of my friends were like 15 and over. Mm. So yeah, that's hard because that's like very middle difficult. school versus high school. Like you don't put that together. And there was a girl who was kind of interested. Uh, yeah, I mean, as soon as I got to Texas. Her name was Georgette. Oh shit, she still follows me on Facebook. Oh well, hi bitch. <laughs> she, I highly doubt if she ever listened to this episode. But yeah, Georgette was my first huge crush out here, te- in Texas, not out in California. And then immediately, and once that wore down, then it was some girl named Summer, and then Summer. Did she have a sister named Rain? No. Or a cousin named Autumn? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, Georgette, I did nothing about. Uh, Summer, I did pass one of those notes to, you know, the, um, one of them, <laughs> you, you know, like the, uh, oh, oh, like, oh, do you, you like me? Check yes or no. Yeah. I love that. And the guy who passed it to her shouted, I was like, oh, am I, is this for Summer? And I was like, That's thanks so Jason. Embarrassing. You dick. Ugh. It's kind of cute though. I love it. Yeah. That was my first, um, that was how I ended up dating my friend in the third grade was that we passed like a note back our like for an hour in class just mm-hmm. back and forth and it was very much do you like me do you like me I don't know what what do you think like well we're friends like I don't know and it just went back and forth for hours and then at one point like our other friend Candace hopped in and was like reading all the messages and we're all going like, to get married together <laughs> I the love three of us so funny I don't remember his name um, it's Gerald no but he did have his horse that he picked was named rebel and i was like of course you would get rebel he's always like come on webble pretty webble don't eat the glass webble and i was like buddy buddy i'm a webble without a cause a webble webble okay so you passed a note i passed a note what did she say Oh, did she check? No. I don't think she checked it. She okay. just told me. But it was like, yeah. she told me in a sweet way, which I was mm-hmm. like, I was okay. like, no, it's better to just say, oh, I'm sorry, than to check no. And There's some other girl, but I can't remember her name. But then I entered the youth group. Mm-hmm. And I remember we went to a summer camp. And I, I hadn't even really entered the youth group yet. This was my first, like, I literally, trial by fire, was thrown into this youth group with all these older kids. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I mentioned this, but the first night... They had one of those messages. It was this was during the whole purity culture oh, movement. You did, yes. Did I mention this? Yeah. I the guy literally it. comes up on stage after they show like this really scary video about how the insane clown posse is like a menace to society and yeah, they're I've gonna turn people against the Lord. Been to a few of those. That was already terrifying enough. Like insane clown posse is just scary without the religious, you know, attacks. Yeah. Um I remember, that, sorry, this one revival that I went to, and they were talking about just, like, music and how it, like, right. influences you and how, like, every celebrity you know is, like, working for the devil, basically. Oh, okay, yeah. And so he was like, well, I had a, uh, I had a confession or what is it, a testimony from one guy who said, like, as soon as he listened to his first Bone Thugs and Harmony album, he uncontrollably molested his little sister for, like, three years after that. And I was like... I don't think that has to do with the song, dude. Like, I think maybe this guy has a problem. I think that guy like, just wanted to molest. Yeah, like, so it was like, it's just, I don't know. That's definitely the Obviously, type of... it sounded a lot more convincing the way they package everything. Right. I was just like, 
Well, it wasn't just that. It didn't stop at the Insane Clown Posse. Like, I was ever going to listen to Insane Clown Posse. But some kid. people were. Some people were. Yeah. It wasn't me. But then the guy gets up on stage. And unfortunately, sorry, mom and dad, not to throw you under the bus, but I hadn't had the talk yet. Oh. So there was a lot of things I didn't understand. Adam, what age was this? I would have been 12. Okay. I got the talk three times from my mom. <laughs> so there was a lot of things I might not have understood. And I and they probably, if they had talked to me, it was in a way that just wasn't as aggressive as what I was about to talk I'm about to say. But yeah. the guy went up there and was like, people are having sex and then homosexuals are kissing each other. And, and if you've touched your penis, and he actually was super nice. Like, but the way. <laughs> but up there preaching, it just sounds The way scary. I heard it, it was like, if you've touched your penis and you've masturbated your way to hell. And I was just like, oh. Oh, and there was like That's fire and brimstone and aggressive. it just scared the shit out of me. Yeah. I ran out crying. And like my youth pastor basically had to come up. All of my, like my, my one of my best friends at the time, understandably just found it hilarious. <laughs> he was like, does this kid not know? Like what? Uh. And I, I'm, I'm. I'm talking Aww. to my youth pastor and I'm like, I, I've i touched my penis before. Have I sinned and fallen short of the glory of God? Uh, like, like, wait, actually, like, as in touched your penis, like, to pee or, like, actually, like... I mean, I just thought it was the devil. Just the your penis is Satan. <laughs> so that was something that I was, like, not prepared for. And mm. it just got... it. If you're going to learn about sex you cannot learn about it in that way and that yeah. it has to be like regardless of if you want your kid to have it or not you need which to. i'm gonna say a parent a parent doesn't have control over their kid's body but also the kids don't know shit and parents are allowed to make decisions that it's like, we are looking out for your well-being. Mm -hmm. So I'm really not about the whole thing. Like a kid should just be able to do whatever they want. I'm like, you're gonna let your kid walk out in the middle of the street without checking the road both ways? Like, no, sex is can be just as dangerous at that as yeah. that. However, you need to be able to have that conversation with them and talk to them that they are going to be able to make that choice. Yeah. You need to prepare, teach a man to fish and he'll eat for the rest of his life. Like you basically have to let the kid know. It's like you gone, you're going to need to have, you're going to need to be responsible with this. You're going to need to be making decisions. You need to know how to make those decisions and you need to know how to understand what is safe for you and what's not safe for you, both emotionally and physically. And right now we're going to be making a lot of those decisions for you, or we're going to be providing an environment that kind of lessens the other decisions you can make. Mm -hmm. However, we know that kids find a way, so. But in, instead it was, yeah. Satan. Well, yeah, because they're trying to control that, you know, ooh, the parents are out, like, let's be debaucherous right. instinct that kids tend to have, which, but they're like, that's just a lot. Uh, is a lot. And, and it's like, and it's not for everybody. Like, obviously, as a kid, you didn't need that. Like, other kids might need that, you know, but like, you're not the type, you're not the personality type that would really need. I, uh, you're going to burn in hell if you touch your penis. Like, <laughs> you just need a, hey, God doesn't like that. And you're set. Like, it was like me. Like, Are you I, saying that God doesn't like masturbating? No, I'm just saying, like, if that's what your parents If felt, that's what they're going to teach. Right. If that's what you're you. teaching, you just need that. Like, that's how I was growing up. I was very much like a, if you tell me not to do something, for the most part, I'm not going to do it unless it's right. really dumb. But, like, I was the opposite of, like, my brothers who, like, you have to just. You had to, like, fire and brimstone them? Yeah, you have to beat them. Well, no, physical. You had to beat them? Physical. <laughs> well, I, so up until that point, so now I'm like. 
I've got PTSD almost. PTSTD. Oh my god. (laughs) PTSTD. And um, sometime after that, also this is the same time I'm learning that Disney films have sexual stuff like like snuck in them. I was hurt by that when I found out. Yeah, but like I don't think I would have been as hurt if I had found it out any other week than that. But it was literally the next day. I'm already like kind of like, oh my God, the world is just so sexual and gross. And then you were like, there's nothing safe. No one is safe. Not even Disney. (laughs) So I'm I'm on a high horse at this point where it's just like I've got to be better than everybody. I cannot slip down those paths. I'm I have crushes on girls, but I'm not sexually active at this point. Like, I'm not interested in that. And then I find out that one of my best friends is struggling with pornography. Mm-hmm. I just happened to be, I at the time I had a Zoom share, which was like the precursor to Zanga and all that. Oh, okay. It was like a build your own like, website. I forget how much older you are than me. Shut up. <laughs> it was, <laughs> like, uh, it was some... I had it was called Rand. It was a moviemadness.zoomshare.com. Doesn't exist anymore. So look it up. Show us it. It really does not exist. <laughs> Try uh, it. And I, I was build. I would always go over to his his house and I'd build the website. And I would like, bro. We knew how to freaking code back in the day. Yeah, because for MySpace, you actually had to. Hey, you had to do that shit. I could not do any of that now. Yeah. I'd have to like re- Like I'm at Excel going like boop boop. Boop, boop, <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Did I just delete the wrong thing? Uh-oh. But back then I'm like, tick, 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 like gotta make it look cool. Gotta get all like the flashy gifts. And then I was searching like, pa, no, I was searching podcast, but something with B-O or N-A. Oh, I remember what I was searching. I was searching for a sign that said new, N-E-W. And you got nude. And it was like nude beaches, nude something, nude. And it was like a whole history. Man, I, I will say- you know who you are listening to this. I no longer judge you, except that even when I was a kid, I knew how to hide my habit <laughs> a lot better. What well, was it? His computer was like a family computer. It was like the family computer. Okay, yeah, you gotta hide you that. Gotta hide that. You gotta hide that shit. So it was like nudes. <laughs> and then I was like, it once again, it was just like, it was like, it was all hitting me. And I'm like, oh my God. I didn't see anything. I just saw what he was searching. Mm-hmm. And I ran up to his room and was like, someone has been doing stuffing blah 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 blah. and he was just like yeah dude that's me and he was really ashamed about it not just because of of me but just because like you know no he would have been i was 12 i was 13 at that time like 15 or 16 he was like he'd been struggling with it for a while and he didn't he was like you know pretty well respected not well respected but he was like well liked in the the youth group Mm -hmm. everyone looked up to him and um he was dealing with pornography and back in the day it wasn't we weren't as sensitive in talking with men about pornography as we are now yeah uh and he was already ashamed about it personally and then here i came in and he had to break the news to me and i remember i went from utter shock to to judgment yeah and it was like it didn't happen all at once but i remember thinking because me and him had a history together where it was like I mean, he was three years older than me, so I always felt like I had to like step up my game. Mm-hmm. And then, and and the girl I liked was sometimes a uh, an apple of his eye as well. Oh, so he would sometimes, and even just to mess with me because he was one of those personality types that likes yeah, to poke. Oh, I hate that. No, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so I literally do that. To I was you like, you time. do that all the time, but I wouldn't go like flirt with somebody that you liked. And he mess with didn't you. actually. Flirt, but I remember once when my Zanga had a chat room on it, you know, because I could code a chat like box on uh-huh. it. I was like talking to Fallon. I was like, "What's up, Fallon? What's up, girl? Like, hey, 
How you doing? Spit that game. And then he was like, then he was like, hey, we should see a movie together. She's like, yeah, that sounds good. And I was like, not on my Zanga. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gross. No way. I would have deleted that chat box I so did. fast. Yeah. I got so pissed off at mm-hmm. him. So we already had this like rivalry. And then I find out he's dealing with pornography. Like, huh, I got you. <laughs> and then about a year later, my sexuality finally, like it just finally Weird kicks into height. And that yeah. was, so that would have been 2004. That I discovered that about him. And then 2005, it just went click. And the first time it was this movie, I can't remember what it was called. It was a movie about a guy who's trying to go, trying to find Marilyn Monroe and go on a date with her. Oh, no, uh, I don't know what that is. And there's a scene at a nude beach. Mm. And I was, we were in the middle of moving. So I was at someone's house. They had HBO. And it wasn't even bad. It was like, just like a regular, it was like a PG thirteen scene mm-hmm. at a nude beach. So you saw butts, but yeah, when the when it hits, it and hits. my brain just went, "Well, that's pretty." <laughs> and I won't go into the, details, but the, I discovered things that night. The rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, like, guys, is this a little too too much? Is it we, too real? Hold nah. on, let me take a sip from my. Um, let's let's give you a break on Wednesdays. Oh. The There's nothing in there. Particularly good today. <laughs> nothing in there. All right, so we'll 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 stop my story right there for the moment. Uh, what what came next for you? My high school experience, I guess, just to not skip over it, was the whole process of me. I think, actually, the whole coming to terms with sexuality thing took until about like four to five years ago. Right. So that was a whole process, but just the the having the interest slowly flip was really weird for me. Um, I was like, I don't even have a lot to say about it because I just kind of, I am more of a person that lets things happen. I don't like to shame myself for certain things. I obviously, (laughs) I was an adult uh, or I was a teenager. I had hormones. I dealt with pornography. I had times when I was ashamed of it. I had times when I wasn't. Um, I grew up in a house that was very sex positive and not sex positive as in go out and have sex with everyone, but sex positive as in my dad is very vocal about how much he is into my mom. So just grew up very much (laughs) knowing that sex was a thing. (laughs) I was never, I don't remember not knowing what sex is. Right. Um, that's weird. And then not weird. That's just, yeah, it's different. Um, and then growing up, uh, when I was like early teens, late teens kind of thing, like just having my dad be very open about, you know, it's better to masturbate than to go out there and do something with somebody that you might regret or possibly get somebody pregnant. Yeah, but what so, about all those those kittens you're killing? Yeah. And right. all that hair That's you're growing on your palm. Not a thing. Palms you sure? Are, you don't know. Palms are clean. Somewhere out there, some ladies' kittens are just dying by the dozen. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? It's like it's Friday night. She's settling in, and then kid just goes. <laughs> then it's also midday, and the cat goes. <laughs> and then she's like, "Oh my god!" Sometimes, really, sometimes three cats die a day, and she's just like, "Benjamin, <laughs> I'm gonna need you to limit that to one cat per day." Nah, nah, girl, <laughs> nah. If that's how it has to be, then that's how it has to be. But Somewhere out there, keep, there's cats dying. There's a monster that needs to be. The cat killer. <laughs> did did your obviously your parents weren't like that, but were you ever taught that like that something would happen? No, no. I remember when I 
first kind of was starting and still feeling guilty about it, I would feel like if I did that, then something bad would happen that day. Whether it was, mm. you know, I would scrape my knee or I would like fail a test or something to All that right. varying yeah. degree. Um, until I realized that I was really just looking for anything bad to happen that day. And then I was like, that's because you masturbated. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man>. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was kind of my experience. Also, I had an older brother who was four years older than me, and he was kind of the, uh, he was the one that just uh, wasn't, uh, he wasn't the goody-goody. So he did a lot of stuff that and told you about it or yeah he's very he's very he was very open in conversations with me about things so i learned about things probably four years before i should have because when he was discovering them he was showing me so i just kind of always knew what was going on because my older brother would give me the heads up and see how much of that was affected by what you were watching or or what like what society was presenting because obviously growing up as a christian you have one view of sexuality presented mm -hmm. to you. Yeah. And then... And then growing up in the world, you have another. And I just always... Like, I watched Friends all the time, loved the show, wanted to be like most of them. I just understood that that wouldn't include having sex with random people. And I just always was like, oh, yeah, I'm just like Joey, except I'm not having sex with a bunch of random people. Like, it was just... A, I don't know. Like, I guess I was just able to kind of separate or let both worlds kind of coexist. Hmm. Um, yeah, I was and, not able to do that. Yeah, and I was like, it was kind of like a... It's the same way as, like, uh, you know, how, like, religion and science, sometimes people can't do both. Like, it's like right. people think that, oh, if you're Christian, you don't believe in evolution, or if you're, like, a scientist, you can't believe in creation. I was able to coexist my Christianity with like pop culture of pop culture is sex and blah, right. blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, it doesn't have to so be for me. I was not able to do that. Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest culprits was, was actually friends. Yeah. So I'm starting to discover my own sexuality. I'm starting to, you know, figure out that I like certain things. I actually, and I want to clarify, I never really officially watched pornography until way later in my life. I always found like loopholes around it that made me kind of like, oh, but that doesn't count. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Almost like I felt guilty, but I was like, it's not the real thing. Yeah. So I'm okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course I'm starting to deal with the shame because it's like all this shame I'd heaped upon my friend. Now, and it's, now like it's like coming right back at me. I and I'm have like, learned that literally every for everything in my life that I've judged someone for, <laughs> I find out a few years later I'm doing the same thing. And so there you go. Uh, yeah. Like but, even uh, if it was like a passing, like <laughs> that's weird judgment, I'll like look back a few years later and I'll be like, I did the exact same thing last week. Like what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. And it was very humbling. It mm -hmm. was very – because uh, not only could I not reach out to him, I don't – I didn't even know how to reach out, period. Mm -hmm. I was not – my parents were amazing and they had they were open and loving and honest with me mm -hmm. but i was not taught by the church how to reach out for help for help mm -hmm. period how i like i can't even th i'm thinking back on it now and i know i don't even know how i would have been able to formulate a conversation starter i wouldn't even know that like it's it, it, it i was stuck i was trapped in this in these feelings of shame and i had no one to help navigate me mm -hmm. through the yeah. the the natural aspect of it. Yeah. 
all the while, I'm watching a ton of movies and television, mm-hmm. and all of them are presenting this very cutesy kind of like. Oh, we had sex, and I don't remember this person's name. Well, it's not Uh-oh. even just. It's not even about the sex because I was <laughs> okay. able to discontinue that. I yeah. like for me, sex was always like a non-issue. Like mm-hmm. that, I wasn't like triggered by that. Mm-hmm. I would know like, well, I just don't do that. But it was the relationship aspect of it. The frivolousness with which people would be like, oh, isn't she so cute? And I like this person. One of my favorite shows growing up was it was Friends and then it was Scrubs. Mm. And looking back, JD is a horrible, horrible role model mm-hmm. when it comes to relationships. In fact, all of the characters from Friends are. And I still to this day. I feel it. Like I get that a lot of these shows are kind of presented from a perspective of like we don't have everything figured out. And we're just trying to grow up and don't judge us. But I'm also, I would say the, the most conservative aspect about me to this day, even though I'm very accepting of a lot of things, is like I'm not big into the whole culture across any board of just, oh, well, we're figuring it out. Yeah. I'm like, no. <laughs> Figure we it are, out. and I apologize, we are fucking adults. Mm-hmm. Like we need to get our shit Get all of our Get shit. All of it. <laughs> just pack that shit together and figure it out. We are not here alone. So to just have a blase attitude about like, oh, I'm just figuring it out. It's like, get fucked, honestly. I'm sorry. So did we hit like three quotes, three references just there? Like, yeah. At, like the, was it Rick and Morty from The Vine? There was one a second ago. but I was can't remember. Like, I know somebody was saying like, we do a lot of inside jokes that we don't <sighs> I know. So sorry. Let's, uh, sorry for the cussing and sorry for the uh, inside jokes. Well, yeah. But it's it's frustrating because the way it was presented at me was just kind of this like, just go with the flow. Figure it out. Like, it, it's very reckless. It mm-hmm. was very reckless. And all this time I'm starting to develop feelings. I, I've always been like interested in girls like way older than me mm-hmm. as a kid. I'm, I'm always interested in these like girls that are kind of like out of my reach. And then I start to get interested and here's where the story gets juicy. Yeah. I'm going to call him. You're interested in a boy? No. <laughs> My friend who who I discovered the porn had an addiction to porn. His name, I'm going to call him Lighthouse because he was tall. All right, Lighthouse. I know so, that your name is actually Adam. Just kidding. It's, it's, it's not right. Lighthouse had a sister. Oh, Dark House. Uh, no. <laughs> and I was attracted to this sister a little bit. Uh-huh. And she was slightly attracted to me. And we started to kind of have, uh, like, since I was over his house all the time, we were hanging out a lot. And we had this kind of, like, fun, kind of, like, oh, friendship type thing. And I started to see it like, oh, my God, I'm Chandler and she's Monica. And it was like, or, or. (laughs) That's funny. But that's, Chandler and Monica are actually a good relationship to model yourself after. I don't think any relationship on. Stuck together. Any relationship on TV is not a good relationship to model yourself after because it's not real. Mm, I guess so. It's not real. And that was like, I still will to this day, like, I don't really have nostalgia for friends anymore. Like, every time people are like, oh, friends is one of my favorite shows. I'm like, fuck that show. I watch it every night before. I, I, and one of my favorite sitcoms now is It's Always Sunny, only because it's one of the few because sitcoms. They know that they're shit. They're like, we are shitty people. Yeah. I love that show, though. It's so funny. And it's like, I just got so tired of I was raised on shows where people acted selfish mm-hmm. and did their own thing, and it was like little to no uh, consequences. Mm-hmm. And the show never had a commentary about it. It just was like, just do what you want, and mm-hmm. we'll figure it out. And it all ends up cute in the end. But Well, that makes sense, because I do think like that, so maybe that's what it is. These characters, they can do whatever the hell they want. They can, they can literally 
sleep with one person, then break their heart the next minute. And it's like at the end, it's okay because it's Chandler and Monica. Yeah. It's okay that he made he he fooled around and and made Janice like. But Janice was a shrill, annoying uh, person. It's fine. Yeah, it's Chandler fine. is so cute. He doesn't heart. need to be with. <laughs> Janice is a good person, but I'm not saying she's a good person. I'm just saying she didn't need to be treated a, like she's a, a real person. Yes. But yeah, I was like, there's sorry, few, I ranted. I was like, no, you're fine. There's just there's a few times that he goes back and he intentionally does want to commit to her, and she actually at one point ended up cheating on him and leaving him, and then from then on she was just an annoying ex. So I, I was like, I know you don't. I'm you, just saying. Just, when I'm, I was I'm a kid, defend the show. When okay? I was a kid, I I was literally I remember thinking I am learning how to, to interact with I'm the world. Learning how to interact with women. And how to interact with relationships based on these these shows. And the three yeah, biggest ones were not the best. <laughs> Everybody Loves Raymond, which I was doing the opposite. I was like, just do everything opposite of what Ray does and you'll be fine. Uh, I feel like that's how I felt about like even fr- like I love friends, but I knew like, hey, that was dumb. Like, I feel like I was learning what not to do. Like I was still holding Chandler and Monica up to a step. Yeah. Obviously, like Ross and Rachel, that was a different. I was like, well, yeah. those people are. Yeah, when it's obvious. But like, yeah, they're I feel like. I would probably hold Chandler and Monica up to be like they were. They're cute. They're like they're a, just not real. They're a real non-Christian relationship. Maybe they're not real. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> and like another one was Juno. I was like, isn't this movie so cute? Look how cute Juno is, but they're cute. <sighs> I hated Juno. I, I just hate any of those types of movies. Oh, those like, yeah, like if, how would you even describe that? Like teen angsty, weird, quirky, low budget, quirky, quirky. That's the word. I hate yeah. it. Napoleon Dynamite, Nacho Libre. Uh, Juno was a film that was like amazing when I first saw it and then like had little to no shelf life because mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, I find that really annoying mm-hmm. now. Um, but all of this is becoming this concoction of how I view women and how I'm like, oh, me and Lighthouse's girlfriend, where she's a uh, sister. It's like me and the sister, like, oh, she's so cute. Like, we'll have this. But all the time, by the way, I'm thinking, I don't know if I want this girl to be my first kiss. So I'm very clearly aware that you're not actually interested. <laughs> but I was still, and this is what I started noticing. I was into the chase. Wow. I was starting to get into the chase because all up until that point, every girl was out of reach. And so I had almost gotten conditioned to be like, I don't even have a shot. I don't have a shot. So I'm going to try to make something work, but I don't know if it's actually going to work. So a little bit of setup at this time. Oh my gosh, I remember. Yeah, right before, that. right before I'm starting to be interested in Lighthouse's girlfriend. Uh, gosh darn it, Lighthouse's sister. sister. Her name is um, Darkhouse. No, I'm gonna call her um, Darkhouse. No, I'm not calling her Darkhouse. Curly. She had curly hair. Darkhouse. I'm gonna call her Curly. Darkhouse. No. <laughs> um. So right before I'm interested in Curly, um, the year is 2000 and. Six. 2006 and there's this girl that, that I'm going here I loved 2006 <laughs> <laughs> this girl I'm interested in her name was Rachel and I don't feel bad about saying her name okay um because it's not it's she literally did nothing except get in the way of my affections um <laughs> so when I'm noticing that Fallon's more like a Janice <laughs> I'm I'm realizing that Fallon's not interested in me the one that's three years older mm-hmm. I'm not interested in curly just yet dark house Shut up. <laughs> Rachel, I'm going to this other uh, homeschool group with, mm-hmm. um, and she's super cute. 
and I'm always kind of like slightly interested in her, but I never tell her anything. She moved, I, I remember I thought, oh, I'm going to invite this girl to a date. Uh, and this is in 2006. And I was like, her last name was, damn it, now I just said her full name, but her last name was Turner and she loved the, um, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies because it was like uh, Elizabeth Turner. So I was like, I invited her to go see Pirates of the Caribbean 2 mm-hmm. in theaters. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to be the first time I'm going to ask a girl to a date. I didn't say date. I just said, hey, we should see Pirates of the Caribbean 2 together because I know you like it. And she was like, yeah. Cute. Awesome. Yeah. Followed by, hey, can Caleb, my brother, come? And I was like, no. <laughs> okay. Aww. And then she's like, you should invite your sister and your parents. And I was like, no. So... That's annoying. The um, Rachel Turner. The six of us ended Come up going. On. Come on, Rachel. Turner. And then at this, at we go to see the movie, and we saw it at that rave that was uh, off the eight twenty. The like four story one. I love that place. So we see it at that, and then once we're done, they're like, "My parents are asking them, so what's new with you guys?" And they're like, "Oh, we're gonna be moving to Hawaii." And I was like, "Well, fuck me then. <laughs> I guess this was just completely pointless. This is not working out. Nope." Um, she eventually moves away, and I watched this little, this movie called Little Manhattan, and it had Josh Hutchinson in her in it. Okay, you know him, yeah. Peter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this whole movie, he's falling for this girl, and he's just like, you just gotta tell her. And he finally blabs out to her that he loves her. And I watch this movie, and I'm like, I just get swelled up with this like. That's what I'll do. So I finally I I type up this entire letter, and I'm like, I watch this movie, and I I just don't want to think left get I don't want to leave things unsaid. And and I was That's I was literally inspired by this film. Yeah. And I send this email to Rachel, who has now moved away. Mm-hmm. I send this email to her, and I I tell her that I love her. And she finally met emails back and just is like, "Wow, I I never knew you did, and I feel the same way." And you know, and so we I just invited my entire family to our date because I love you. Well, this was like a year later. Girls and I suck. Moved away. <laughs> but she like she had felt the same way about me. And so for That's like a crazy. good for a good like few weeks we were interested in each other and we were like, I don't know, dating, but either way. Yeah. But she was in a different state. Mm-hmm. And eventually it it kind of like died out. It died out, but it didn't die out e- explicitly. So then Uh oh. What does that mean? So then own it. This is the this is the end of two thousand and seven. Yeah, this is like two thousand eight. So during this time, oh my god, I um, this is the end of like two thousand six. They moved away, and like beginning of two thousand seven, and then later on, I'm hanging out a lot with Dark House, with Lighthouse and Curly, because Lighthouse was hosting a um. A drama, a dinner theater that our church was putting on. Uh, Lighthouse and Darkhouse probably are going to know who they are, right? Oh, yeah. They absolutely will if they listen to this. Awkward. I just didn't <laughs> ask him before, so I didn't want to say his name. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I'm probably going to be guarding all of my names, too. So, yeah, one of them. so Curly and I are hanging out an awful lot while he's practicing. Who? Cur- Don't make me say it. I'm not going to say it. So anyway, Darkhouse. we're hanging out a lot. And finally, I'm like, oh, I kind of like her. Mm-hmm. So I get a bright idea. I'm starting to like ask my sister, who's also fe- best friends with her. I'm like, hey, does so and so kind of like me? I think she's kind of cute. I'm getting like real Chandler and Monica vibes. I'm like, oh, we could be so cute and quirky together. 
Um, I'm so salty about this. <laughs> I know. Like, you really are holding it against Friends, and I'm like, I don't think it was their fault, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I watched one episode of Friends, and then I just became a shitty boy. I guess it was, like, all that fault. <laughs> Must be the Illuminati. <laughs> um, so I get the bright idea eventually. I'm like, I'm going to tell this girl that I like her. You know what I do? What's that? Well, I do know, but for the audience, what is I, it? I go into my computer. I take out that draft of the email I sent to Rachel. And I do a little rewriting. No. You know? Oh, no. Little mad gabs. I take out certain adjectives and names and I replace them, shorten some things. And uh, da bing, bada boo, here I got another note for Curly. Oh, my gosh. Dark house. I'm sorry. And I, uh, I print it out. I fold it up. I'm hanging out with them. All this time, I had seen an episode from Scrubs called, what is it called? It is called uh, My Fault in season three. JD finally gets Elliot. And oh. at the very end, the entire time of the episode, Carla's telling him, you just want what you can't have. And he's like, that's not true. Finally gets Elliot. The literal last ep- line of the episode is him. She's saying, you finally have me. Then he looks at the camera and it's like, oh my God, I don't want her. And I thought, I remember when I saw that, I went, I wonder if that's me. So I, 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 I walk Curly up stairs and I hand her the note. She walks into her room and reads it. She comes out. She gives me a hug. I desperately try to hide my boner. And, oh. <laughs> and then immediately think to myself, holy shit, I don't want to be with her and I don't want to kiss her. Really? Kid oh, you freaking gosh. not. I feel like you're such, you're so heavily influenced by like media. I am, I am disproportionately mess, uh, influenced yeah, by media. Like, it's way more than other people. Yeah. And I get that. Mm. So as frustrating as Friends is, I do understand that I'm kind of a special case where it's like. <laughs> the curious case of Josiah James Rizek. <laughs> so I tell this girl I like her and then we're downstairs and we're sitting next to each other and I'm thinking. I don't know what to do anymore. And I guess I finally got it. So it was a sleepover. I'm hanging out with all of them. And then mm-hmm. the next day I go home and I'm like, how am I going to get out of this? How am I going to get out of this? I mm-hmm. don't know what to do. I didn't know what my next step would be. Cause I was like, I don't know if I want to tell my parents. I don't know if I want to date. Like I'm just not interested. Yeah. Um, the fling was more fun. Why did you give her a note? Like what? I'm, I'm not I saying it was understand. right. It was shitty. But then guess what happens? What? I get a a Yahoo message mm-hmm. from Lighthouse. Now I want to tell you something. You know my sister, right? Yeah. If some guy gave my sister a note telling her that he loved her, would my sister ever show me that note? No, but you guys have a different relationship. Yes, we do. And I was basing. Yeah. I knew subtly what I had done was wrong because, and I hadn't said this, but I had shown Lighthouse the email I had sent to Rachel, the first girl, months ago. And he said, hey man, congrats for finally telling her. I thought to myself, hey, maybe don't copy and paste the same letter. But I was like, it's not like she's gonna show her brother. Oh my God. She showed her brother. I am literally so uncomfortable. (laughs) I am so uncomfortable. She showed her brother and he messages me like, what the living hell? And you know what I thought? Oh, thank God. Oh, man, I'm so sorry. Oh, I know you're going to get you out of it. You're my best friend. I would never mean to hurt our relationship. And then I messaged her. Oh, man, you know, 
Lighthouse is my friend. I've been friends with him longer than I've been friends with you, and I don't want to do anything to jeopardize our relationship, and I don't think we can do this. I literally want to punch you in the face right now. Makes me so mad. I did that, and then I later found out that she... um, That was like the straw that broke the camel's back of for like a depression that she had for like a good two years oh. and oh honey i'm sorry i know i'm sorry that boys are stupid because they are she recently got married though oh good for her he's still single so suck on that <laughs> <laughs> or don't suck on that actually you know whatever makes you happy girl all right, guys, that ends part one for this episode. So make sure you are following, liking, commenting, subscribing to us on all platforms at Pink Popcast. That's pop with a P. And make sure to give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and to subscribe to us on YouTube and make sure you hit the bell for notifications. And stay tuned next week for the conclusion part two of our romantic histories. Until then, I'm Josiah Rizzo. I'm Benji Jones. And on Wednesdays, we, we wear, wear pink. pink. Hey guys, and welcome to On Wednesdays We Wear Pink. Today we're talking about our romantic histories and the films and pop culture that help shape those. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>